Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. Hey everybody, it is Steve, the uh, Rogue Scholar, and today is a sad day for many of us. Um, Joe Biden later on this afternoon will announce one of the shittiest, most skeeziest, most lecherous plans possible. I want to explain to you this student debt thing is ridiculous. The man is offering $10,000 student debt relief to people that make less than 125,000 a year. I want you to understand that once again, this means testing approach to things in and of itself is a tragedy because it fundamentally misses why student debt shouldn't even be a thing to begin with. The other part of this is, is that many people who went after those major degrees, who went after master's degrees, thinking they had an economy that would support going into that debt. It's not there, hasn't been there. And so people at that much higher level of, uh, you know, income, a huge monthly payment. I'm going to talk about this very personally. So you understand over the course of time from the point where me being a drug addict, alcoholic, mess up, screwed up kid finally realized, Hey, you don't have to drink your life away. You can quote unquote, be part of society, homeless for real, for a homeless, like literally mom and dad and brother and everybody doing an intervention to pick me up off the streets, to pull me out of extreme addiction, looking like seriously, swear to God, looking like breaking bad. When Walt white goes to find Jesse, not in a shared house, but similar, similar look from Baltimore. That's where I was. From that point to a point where I decided that I was smart and I wanted to take part in the world and I wanted to learn, I wanted to get an education, didn't know any of this MMT thing at the time. And so what did I do? I went, I finished my associate's degree. I went ahead and got really excited and immediately applied to University of Maryland, University College to get my bachelor's degree. All of this while fighting demons and recovery that you wouldn't believe. I get through the bachelor's degree and now I've kind of caught up with all the other people that was stepped on my head and talked shit about me as a druggie and a drunk and a, a derelict. And now I was up there, but then because I had been oppressed for so long and I was so determined that I was smarter than this and I could do more with my life and I could achieve so much if I went back and got a master's degree. 
And lo and behold, the school I was at offered not one, but two, a double, a dual executive master's degree. And I said, that right there would be the ultimate for this drug addict, drug, you know, drunk, derelict, formerly homeless guy. Here I am getting two master's degrees. I felt like such a decent person for once. I finally felt like a human being. You understand, folks. So I went ahead and part of my college was taken care of by Verizon. Part of it was not. A lot of it was not. So I went ahead and signed loans up to take care of what Verizon's $8,000 a year uh, stipend wouldn't cover. And I probably took out, I don't know, $40,000 in student loans during that time period. Well, if all I did was just get those two master's degrees, I don't know that I would have been fine, but I would have had $40,000 worth of student debt on me at that point. But I decided that I was smart enough and that was really, really important for me to become Dr. Grumbine. And so I decided that I was going to be a self-made man. Nobody helped me. I was such a wretch, such a horrible waste of life. I was going to achieve this most important thing. I was going to become a doctor. I was going to become a PhD. Well, I got three semesters in, took out another 40,000 in debt for those three semesters. And my ex-wife left. And then I lost my job. Again, global financial crisis hit, devastating. So I've got 86,000 in principle for my student debt right there, 86,000. Then little by little, because of unemployment, I couldn't find full-time work. All I could find was contracting jobs. None of these great jobs were there for a guy who had an arrest for a possession charge for marijuana, which I had gotten in 2002. None of these jobs. In fact, one job I had got, it was like I put in for it, went through all the stuff, came in there dressed to the nines. They hired me. And it was one of those killer jobs, the jobs you read about and think about and hope you can get someday jobs. The pay was the kind of pay that you think, holy crap, me, a homeless dude, a drunk, a drug addict, a guy who had come from the ashes, I'm going to make that much money? Wow, right? They went and did a background check deeper. And they said, you, sir, were arrested for possession of marijuana. And even though that was just dropped down to a misdemeanor, we see the original charge was for X, Y, and Z. They took the job away from me. They rescinded it. And I stayed unemployed for another like 18 months. And all the debt started pouring in over my head. The housing debt, tax debt, fucking school debt. All of that started piling up. Then the wife left. She left me with the house, with the tax debt, with the student debt. All these things that were there to build a family with. 
That's what they sell you on, folks. When you're applying your name on the line, which is dotted to take on these big, massive debts, that is what you're counting on. You're looking at your family. You're saying, you're going to be proud of me someday. You're going to be proud of me, right? You're going to be really proud of me that I did this. You're going to look at me and you're going to say, that guy rose from the fucking shit and was able to achieve something. That's what, that's what I thought. You're going to feel that. That's what my family's going to feel. They left. They left. And there I am standing there holding the bag. And then the ex-wives, instead of following the agreements, go ahead and claim the kids on their taxes, even though our, our, our agreement was that I would be able to claim them since they weren't working, at least alternating. Into, I said, nope, we're going to claim them. You can take us to court. So the tax debt went up. And I couldn't pay the mortgage because I was unemployed. So all of a sudden I got on the HAMP program. The mortgage went up. All the debt went up. And then, because I couldn't pay that, I had to go into a deferment for my student loans. And that all of a sudden went up. So I started out with 88000 in principal debt. Horrible. It's a lot of money. No question. But because of the deferments and because I couldn't make my payments. It's now with $40,000 of accrued interest on that 88,000 debt. Now I'm up to 128,000. 128,000 worth of student debt. Joe Biden is going to announce in no time at all that he's going to take away 10,000 of debt. I want you to understand something. I owe, owe 14000 in accrued interest on one of the loans I took out because I couldn't make my payments. He's going to take 10000 off the total if I make less than one hundred and twenty-five grand, which I do, unfortunately, because the jobs that they talk about aren't there. They're just not there. And so I'm one of many, many millions of people who, for various reasons, old people that had to go back and rediscover who they were during the pandemic or during the global financial crisis, who many people were driving three and four hours to the local Walmart in another state just to find work. Sometime, if you get a chance, go back and read some of the news articles from 2008, 2009 about people. 2010, 11, 12, that time frame, looking for work anywhere they could. People working double shifts at, you know, shit places, trying to make ends meet. Took me 18 months. I finally found a job making one third of what I was making before I lost my job at Verizon on July 24th, 2009. I make one third at that time. Okay. One third. And I was in a foreign state. I was from Washington, D.C. I'm living trapped without anywhere to go in a house that I can't get rid of because it's upside down, negative equity, you name it. And I'm trapped in this house. Lo and behold, the bills start going up. Everything starts going. This is an American tale. And I'm not the only one. I'm not even close to the only one. 
The only difference is that I got this microphone, you know, and I have a platform and I'm able to tell you my story. But Joe Biden is going to waive $10,000 of student debt for people that make 125K or less. That's not even one of the loans interest payments that it's going to take off. Not even one. You understand? Not even one. Now, I would have probably not been happy with anything short of total wipeout of this debt. Why is that? Because every company, when you look at a uh, job opportunity, when you look at a job opportunity for a living wage, by the way, for a job with a living wage, it requires you have student degrees of some variety. It requires certain certifications. High school education isn't enough to get you most jobs. So you're subsidizing the training, education, and development of a corporation, of many corporations, of all corporations, by you taking on that student debt. And what has happened over the years? Have wages gone up? No. No, wages have not gone up. In fact, wages have been stagnant now for many, many, many years. There's always somebody that comes out and tries to screw up the curve and says, well, I did quite well. Fuck you, right? But most people, that's not the story. Trust me, I'm around people every day. You are too. Biden had the wind at his back one more time to do the right thing and to help people. And instead, because he's a disgraceful right-wing neoliberal, he's going to do 10,000 and look at you dead in the eye and say, hey, Jack, we did great things here. He's going to point to the fact that they took away like 10 billion of 2 trillion from public service workers. He's going to try and tell you that they created forgiveness plans and so forth for a couple billion here and a couple billion there. He's going to tell you about the Corinthian institutions, these folks that were fake college educations that build people through the nose. He's going to tell you about how he let go of those debts. Well, isn't that a great man right there? a fake education that didn't amount to anything, he went ahead and said, okay, guys, those institutions aren't even in play anymore. We'll wipe that debt out. Fact is, the United States government, without raising a single nickel of tax on you, could wipe out all of it, every bit of it. Now, obviously, that doesn't pertain to private debt, private loans, because those private loans were taken out and they aren't government-backed. Okay, so that would require new money. Now, the government could easily do that, too, by the way. The government could easily make those payments and be done with it. Could, could do it, absolutely, without even a shadow of a doubt. And all those people from the past that paid off all that student debt, there is absolutely nothing that would prevent them from fixing that as well if they wanted to. Okay, but I want you to understand something. There are some really disgraceful people out there that would rather keep everyone in their class level, you know, class traders. They would like to keep everyone stuck because after all, they paid their student debt. Or the worst is, well, you shouldn't have taken out that debt if you weren't willing to pay it. 
Let me ask you a question. When you take out an $80,000 loan over a period of 15 years that you don't have to start paying for because you don't make payments while you're a student still, do you remember why you committed to taking out a loan 15 years ago? Do you understand the terms when you're in your early 20s or whatever for taking out a loan? And even still going further, would you have thought that you would end up with an additional $40,000 of accrued interest because of deferments? Would you have thought that? Think about what I'm saying. You, when you started taking these loans out, you didn't realize that there was going to be financial crashes. There was going to be absolute, complete reset of the economy. There was going to be people losing their homes, mortgage crises, literally foreclosure crisis. You didn't know. They didn't know. No one knew. But here we are still dealing with that level of depravity, that level of corruption. And once again, the little people are still carrying the weight of that debt, that debt that the government itself holds, the weight that the, dev- the government debt holds. There's no reason that the currency issuing federal government that has the right to wipe out its debt and just say, we're not going to collect it. Just like they've done for the last three years. There's nothing preventing them whatsoever from doing that. Nothing, not a single thing, nothing, nothing. So real quickly, I want to go through here and just thank everybody. I'm looking through the chat. I have not been looking at the chat because I've been trying to stay focused. Thank you, Double K, for the $49.99 super chat. Really appreciate that. Of course, I thank everybody um, who is putting this stuff in there. But um, I'm I'm just going to tell you straight up. This student debt amounts to a tax. And it's a tax that you see them get rid of for the rich. You see them wipe out taxes for the rich. You see them literally giving away freebies through these, the, the freaking PPP loans with no payback. What, what, I mean, we're talking about annihilate the kind of debt that we have with student debt. But they, 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 Nancy Pelosi's husband has a no payback PPP loan from COVID. Just think about that. Think about that. So here we are begging. And because we are crabs in a barrel, because that's who we are, okay? Because we're that kind of people. We would rather hold each other back. We would rather hold each other back than actually support one another in this area. I mean, think about what I'm saying there. Now, I'm going to try and pull this up. I don't know if I'll be able to get it, but I'm going to try to pull this. um, I'm going to try. Yeah, I should be able to pull it up. So I'm going to share my screen with you real quickly. I actually did a long form. um, uh, What do you call it? Uh, Little screenshot of my my actual... um, student debt, but it didn't come through and I'm running around like crazy. So you have to forgive me, but I'm going to show you this particular, this particular thing. And it is a screenshot from 
conservative site on Facebook. Okay. Want you to see this is what these sacks of shit had to say. Okay. Don't forgive any student loans. Just lower the interest rate to 1%. It's that simple. Well, let's talk about it being that simple. There's a part of me that says, hey, I just told you I got $40,000 worth of accrued interest. That's on top of the 80,000. I'm 53 years old. I will not pay this back in my lifetime, folks. This will not get paid back in my lifetime. But let's let's read what this bullshit says right here, okay? So he says, don't forgive any student loans. Just lower the interest rate to zero, 1%. It's that simple. Now let's read through some of these comments. Colleges are raising your tuition every year to pay the demand for professors, result in higher debt. It is ludicrous that taxpayers have to bear the cost of what students signed on for. Okay. Now I want you to think about this. No taxpayer dollars would ever be used to pay for this. You understand? None. College should be tuition free. End of story. Agreed. And there is a ton of other replies under this. Okay. But here you go. I'm only for student loans being reimbursed. If we all get reimbursed for what we responsibly paid off from when we went to school, I paid mine for about 10 years and never expected anyone else to pay a single penny. Ray Pez, you are a cancer to society. Your existence is a stench amongst human beings. You're an evil fuck. That is the answer. But the Dems do things just backwards. Uh-huh. Well, the Dems do shit just like you all do shit, you dumb, worthless, conservative piece of crap. The colleges and universities should be part of this by paying off some of the student debt. Always seems to be the taxpayers shelling out. Well, the taxpayers not shelling out. Do you all understand why every time you say my hard-earned tax dollars, these worthless fucks have opportunity to say this worthless shit? Bruce Kilroy probably feels totally righteous totally righteous in saying that how about cutting senior citizens property taxes they're just starting out and getting financial help we worked all our lives help us see crabs in a barrel it's got to be either or we you know only somebody that is useless to society and doesn't know mmt would say something like that but that's the going rate right there okay for every one of you that doesn't talk mmt you're killing us you're literally killing us It's not fair to all the students who have paid their loans. Yes, they should lower the interest rate to make it more manageable. You take out the loans you pay. It's not the taxpayer responsibility. I want my money back. You took out a loan knowing the terms and conditions of repayment. You idiot, Ron Fitch. No, we didn't. Now it's your obligation to pay it back and no one else is so pay it back. You're the only one that benefits from your education, not the rest of us. This is the level of stupidity. One free college, join the service. Don't expect Americans to forgive your screw up. How about all the parents that paid their kids student loans in America? If you make a loan, you should pay it back. Not then every loan should be depleted and the people that are in Washington that have student loans pay them back. You are making plenty of money, AOC and Omar. You should be investigated. If they get their loans forgiven, all who signed our names for a mortgage should also be forgiven. They took out loans. Let them pay for it. 
just like people who take out mortgages. That's simple. You know, he will probably forgive the loans. He wants the votes. He thinks he's on a roll. Pay the loans. You barred it. Be responsible. Betty Myers Lemon. She looks like she's a few inches away from pushing up daisies. Let us hope people with her mindset get there quickly. So let's see. I, I say I'm 45, never went to college. I'm supposed to pay off my 24-year, 25-year-old boss's student loan debt. Come on, man. Taxpayers should never have to pay for someone else's delinquent loans. If the politician wants to pay it, then they can use their own money. The damn loan back at whatever rate you agreed to at the time you took it out. Hard. How hard is that to understand? Aren't you just a wealth of knowledge, Kathy Murray, you pile of shit? How's that fucking retirement doing there? Because I can tell you're a, a woman of a certain age there by that picture. Teach them responsibility. Make them pay it back. It's not our fault they're lazy and don't want to work. Look, there, T-H-E-R-E, -E, lazy. This is Dave Hutchins, you pile of shit, and you and your hot rod green car there. They don't do simple. They knew it was, they knew it was when that when, when they agreed to it. Look at this. Look at this dumb fuck. When they agreed to it. So pay it. It'll call responsibility and accountability. All they're doing is putting American taxpayers deeper in a hole, just like borrowing that don't belong to them. And they're never going to pay it back and make a national debt that much higher. Simple economics. You borrowed it, you pay it back. Johnny Walker and his fucking redneck goatee. College presidents that on downline are overpaid, reduce the cost of going to college. Hey, but again, that's not the point. My mortgage is now identifying as a student loan. Just saying. Great idea. Not fair for all persons who paid their loans without help from the government. Burn a shawl chuck. They want to go to college. They pay the fee and on their own they like everyone else had to do william dale well i'll be doggone there william if i didn't take out a loan or benefit i'm not paying for it desi czar a top fan of conservative bullshit your loan your payment they borrowed the money they need to pay it back period no you agreed to the terms okay i want you all to understand the most disgraceful people the most despicable people, the most evil people are not just conservative Republicans, but conservative Democrats, the people that supported Joe Biden. If you supported Joe Biden, you supported this fiasco, whether you understood it or not, right? Because just remember us kids, when we signed those student debt things back when we didn't know when there was an economy, remember, we knew the terms when we were there. Now, all of a sudden, oh, well, shit on a stick, you some bitch. You pay your loan, you some bitch, right? This is why every fucking time you see my hard-earned tax dollars, you feed that fucking narrative. Every time you say, but they're just printing money, you feed that narrative. Every fucking time. Every fucking time. Now, you wonder why for the last 15 years I've been a nasty motherfucker, why I get angry and cranky when you make excuses for Joe Biden and voting for Joe, why you get angry at me. I'm not the motherfucker that did this.
No, I took the time to pay attention. I tried my best to learn, to educate myself, to provide for my family. And the fucking government run by neoliberals, a.k.a. the Joe Bidens and Obamas of the world and all the other conservative assholes out there, made this economy shit. Why? Because it has always been shit. It has always been a class struggle. You know that none of the rich people out there have student debt. Why is that? Why do you think? Why do you think that rich people don't have student debt? Is it because they didn't need it? Because many of them get to go to school as a alum, right? Their parents went. They're a, they're a, what do they call those pledges? The, the 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 God whatever the fuck bullshit that rich people get to do at Ivy League schools and stuff like that. Okay. Most of us, you look at poor people that have tried to take out debts. God forbid they make above 125 grand. Thank you, legacy. That's it, legacy pledges. You think about the audacity of someone trying to not be scraping the bottom of the barrel, but to try to take care of their family because they have a brain and they want to get educated and they think, yes, let's do it. And then all of a sudden they're stuck. I want you to know there's a lot of tone police out there that want you to be calm and quiet and polite. They are murderers too. Because what they've done is they've taken every person that's at death store, it's ready to commit suicide, freaking out, that can't take the weight of this debt, can't take the weight of this pressure, can't take the weight of the sick society we've created. They say, but isn't there a more polite way to say it? Can't we all just sort of say things in a polite way? And they distract from the pain and suffering. It's not the rich that we've got to worry about. They never had to pay a student debt to begin with. And if they did, they already had an angle. They already knew that they were going to borrow this money, take the exact amount of money that they were putting into that, put it into a, a fund or buy some government bonds while they were at school they would pay into the bond the bond would pay interest and then when they got out of school they'd suddenly be able to have the money to just pay off their loans without even worrying about accruing any debt maybe that's what they did i don't know it's what people with money do it's not what people like us that fucking were homeless at one point that are really struggling do it's what people that don't have that shit to worry about do and most of the people are either poor themselves in that conservative chat that we were showing. They're either poor themselves or really did work hard. And they don't know any better. They're surrounded by right-wing talking points. They're surrounded by that whole you personal responsibility motto, never understanding that the game itself is rigged to begin with. People took them loans, not because they were trying to get a PlayStation or a PS5 or a uh, Xbox or whatever, or maybe a boat or, or whatever. They took those loans out thinking that they might be able to survive a recession because they would be able to take care of their family by having a good job. That's what they thought they were doing. They thought that they would get the skills and the network connections to start a small business. That's what they thought they were doing. They weren't doing this to be living La Vida Loco and high on the hog because trust me, when you're going to grad school, you're reading a thousand pages a week. 
You're writing 100-page papers every week. You're skipping family events. You're not going to the wedding. You're not going to the kid's graduation. You're missing so much of your life, killing yourself, staying up at 4 or 5 in the morning, only to go to work again at 7 a.m. This You should be paid to go to school, not be in debt to go to school. School is not some privilege. School is something that we all should be able to participate in. If we've got a skill, we should be able to exploit it. If we've got a skill, we should be able to use it for the betterment of society, for our own families, whatever. But it's not like some frivolity to go to school. But you see, because people have refused to understand the myth of the taxpayer dollar. Every one of those son of a bitches thinks that their hard-earned tax dollars will be going to some ne'er-be-good student debt bullshitter, didn't want to go ahead and didn't want to go ahead and survive, didn't want to go ahead and do it. You know, they, they're irresponsible. They're going to school and they're, they're irresponsible. And Joe Biden placated them with this. Joe Biden could have, with a pen stroke, written it all off, literally all of it off. All of it off. So all I'm left with is going into default again. I wonder how quickly they'll start trying to take my house or how quickly they start fucking with me in other ways. Now, Biden is supposed to kick the can one more time to December 31st for student debt payments to start back up again. Right after Christmas, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, and no matter how bougie that holiday is or whatever else, families, kids, etc., there's an expectation. So they wanted to wait until after that so you could be sure to spend a lot of money at Christmas time so that the economy doesn't go in recession right before you start your student loan payments. I'm not joking here, folks. I'm not even joking here. You guys owe it to yourselves, your children, your friends, your family to learn modern monetary theory so you never allow another motherfucker to say they're hard-earned tax dollars again. If you do, you see them go, doom, right up in their throat. You do, goon. Hard-earned tax dollars, bam, what? Did you say hard-earned tax dollars? What? What did you just say? Did you just say your hard-earned? Kick your ass, motherfucker. I mean, seriously, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. We got no Green New Deal coming, folks. Climate crisis is crushing us. And you don't even realize it yet because after all, it's a pretty day today. It's a beautiful day. What do you mean climate crisis? What do you mean? I sat there literally trying to explain this to you. Democrats are not your friends. Republicans are not your friends. Beating up on Democrats doesn't make Republicans good, and beating up on Republicans doesn't make Democrats good. These guys share in this sick, warped-mindedness 
because in reality, the, 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 the downward story for all of us is you've got to pay your debts and my hard earned tax dollars shouldn't pay for you. But up there, they know for a fact that they've put enough chum in the water to keep all of us hating each other to the point where we do snap. And they can just sit back and watch as we eat each other alive. But the fact is that right here, right now, our tribe, our people, the alt media assholes that sit there and bring on idiots that don't know anything about the federal reserve and oh, the collapse of the dollar and Bitcoin, all those fucking loser alt media channels you listen to for economic information put us in very bad place because they didn't speak truth. They allowed these dumb fuck libertarians into their midst because they were trying to prove shit libs were stupid, right? And so this entire fucking movement shifted into this warped, perverse nihilist group. And they never learned anything about MMT. They heard a shit ton about crypto though. And many of you probably went to their channels and patronized them and listened to their garbage, their trash. And this is the fucking result of ignorance and clickbait artists daring to pretend to be a fucking activist, daring to pretend to be an activist while they're sitting there doing fucking stream after stream after stream after stream of inner fucking alt media wars. They're out there pumping that shit out instead of pumping the truth about economics so we could unite and fight back. We should have been in the streets about this. I couldn't even get my own goddamn team at Real Progressive to show up to half the meetings, much less return a text message. The rest of the world out there, busy fucking chasing bullshit, rainbows and fucking dog farts. We, we, we going to be paying hardcore for this. And let me tell you for real, for three years, student debt hasn't been paid. Some people that may be a small payment, it might be 50, 60, a hundred dollars a month. People like me ends up being seven, 800, a thousand a month payments more uh, up there in mortgage territory. Now imagine having a bill hit you all at once in a shitty economy with inflation and everything else going on price gouging, monopolistic bullshit. And now all of a sudden here, here's a thousand dollar a month payment for you. Enjoy your life, motherfucker. There is, I, I, I don't, I don't want to hear, oh, we got to unite with the libertarians and we, you know, you're being divisive, Steve. You know, no, it's the economics. There is nothing, nothing possible without us understanding the economics. And that starts with student debt. That starts with the climate. That starts with basic universal services. That goes down with free college. 
That goes down with Medicare for all. Goes down with all of it. And because we refuse to differentiate idiot, minded garbage coming out of fucking alt media shit that has a thousand fucking live viewers watching it. An actual fucking real truth about the economics that is underlying every single demographics malaise in this world, not just in the United States. You know, I'm, I'm going to share something. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm furious. I'm going to share something with you guys. Boy, oh boy, folks, you caught me raw today, baby. Raw as can be. And I can't help myself, but trust me when I say this, I am raw as can be. And I'm going to have to go on status coup later to talk about this as well. Okay. So let me, let me show you, let me show you this. This right here should tell you everything you need to know. So if you're looking at my screen, you'll know that what I'm showing you is the macro and cheese podcast. We are here and folks, I'm just looking at the, I just want to tell everybody, we love you guys big time. I am a part of the 24 hour watch committee folks. Do not ever, 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 ever take for granted that someone is okay. Always, always, always be ready to support each other with mutual aid and just affirming love from one another because any minute now people just get taken out people die people gone this right here unfortunately too many of my friends don't listen to it too many friends do not listen to this podcast right here folks i'm telling you right here i'm giving up my life to make this fucking podcast i'm literally bending and warping myself in all kinds of different ways to try and get you guys to pay attention to this stuff this right here is my most important podcast aside from this rogue scholar that I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this right here. And folks, I want you to see something as I scroll down here, there are now, there's no joke. There are now 186 episodes of this. And I want you to look at this, the power of organizing with David Van Dusen. This is a guy who's talking about organizing with unions and beyond unions to create the kind of mass movement we need to take on. This is Jason Hickel. He talks extensively about the fight with, that we have to fix the environment by watching how we address the global South and looking at the global North's consumption and trying to figure out a way to both bring about equality and eco-socialist society, as well as address the environment, et cetera. Great, great thing. Right here, David Keith. This is an MIT guru that's giving us wild and, and important scientific facts about how to deal with the science of climate crisis. Bill Mitchell, Bob Hockett, Brett Scott. Look at this. Steve Keen and Michael Hudson, Joe Burns and class struggle unionism, Harvey Kay and Alan Minsky. Look at this. Kerry King, Bottle, Daniel Conseo. I mean, and it goes on and on and on. And I mean, no joke. Another Hockett, another Randall Ray, Akta's Ops. So we're looking at Pakistan. We're looking at Iceland. We're looking in China. I mean, we've covered everything. We're looking at 
uh, policy. We're looking at even fucking neoliberal investments. So how we can do it. If we can't get public purpose done, how can we survive using investment for Christ's sake? We've got Moser. We've got bullshit jobs. We've got freaking marks. We've got everything. And I swear to God, I try like the devil to get you guys to pay attention to macro and cheese. Okay. I am begging you, pleading with you, beseeching you. We put more time into this and it explains stuff like this student debt here. Okay. Now I will tell you, I tried to get with the debt collective over and over again. I could not get anyone. No one was willing to come on to the program from the debt collective. I tried like hell to get a hold of Peter Kalmus and Ben C to get on here. I could not get any of them from Extinction Rebellion or them to join the program. Okay. I've tried repeatedly to get people. I need help. But the point is, is that because of, because of the fact that we don't have a society that understands that the United States government creates currency out of thin air, the only reason why you all are in debt the way you are is a policy choice to keep us trapped, to keep us trapped and in debt. Now, I want to show you one of these podcasts here real quickly. I want you to take a chance, look at it. And this right here, it, it, it's a very, very powerful one, okay? But when I pull it up here, give me one second, Emma. So we've got Emma Katerine, who I'm going to share again right now. Hold on one second. So we got Emma Katerine here. Beat Back Better, organizing in 2021 with Emma Katerine. This is right after Biden was selected, okay? We also, when you go back here, go back a page, and you look for Emma, and I come in here and I can do a quick search, find Emma, go down here to the next one. The next one is very important too. So if you look, this right here, this is episode 46, and it's Austerity and Consumer Debt Trap with Emma Katerine. Another great episode. Most of you all have never listened to this. Heartbreaking. Can't even lie. Can't even fake it. Absolutely heartbreaking. Okay? Absolutely heartbreaking. They've got transcripts. They've got extras. They've got links. I've given you a PhD-level knowledge as a regular dude with other regular dudes that drop F-bombs and other things, I have given you literally more than a PhD's worth of information there. And I've done it for free. For those who donate to us, thank you so much. You're the ones that make it free. But we don't charge. We don't have the stuff behind a paywall. We're not doing one of those things. Become a Patreon subscriber, and then you can access our exclusive content. No, we're making it free, hoping you'll become a Patreon so that we can actually provide the stuff for free because it's too goddamn important to try and earn a buck off of it. We're trying to change the fucking world. And obviously we failed or Joe Biden would have done differently. You all would have been in the street. We would have been in the street making demands, forcing change. We would have been out in the streets for a Green New Deal instead of letting fucking Nancy Pelosi, another one of those centrist shit libs like Joe Biden, that sat there said, the green dream? What? What? The green dream? 
we have got to learn economics as a movement. I'm done fucking around. People get mad at me for being nasty and whatnot. I don't give a flying fuck anymore. I am so tired of tone police. I am so tired of these fucking mamby-pamby, pinky-out fucking sensibility people that aren't living the pain of this shit. I am living the fucking pain of it. My teeth are rotting the fuck right out of my mouth. I can't afford to fix my fucking teeth, but another $1,000 a month debt is about to hit my fucking door. And people are like, well, you should have made better choices, Steve. You should have made better choices. How many disgraceful people wonder if people made better choices? How many disgusting, disgraceful people do that? I'm dead serious. How many disgusting, disgraceful people ask people when they're in debt and they're struggling, why didn't you make better decisions? What, what could you, why did you do, what did you do here? Let me invent, let me, let me see if this rises to my sensibilities. Punch up motherfuckers. Instead, we're stuck in this fucking white knuckle, freaking bare knuckle brawl amongst each other because we're too busy making sure nobody gets out of this thing. Okay. We're busy trying to make sure no one is free. All are in debt. All are fucking hateful and miserable. And that is what is being produced by this. That is what's happening. I'm done placating the lie anymore. I'm done, done placating the lie. There are people that you say, listen, please, here, check this MMT thing out. I'm giving it to you for free. Please, here's all the links. I took the time to record this interview. Can you please share it with people? People that aren't going to take time to read these lengthy academic journals. Let them hear some loudmouth dude that's yelling at the camera so that they get the feeling and understand why this is important. Here, here, it's free. Give it to them. And people won't do it. People won't do it. You've got academics who are working their asses off trying to change the academy because all those Jason Furmans, all those Paul Krugmans, all those bad fucking people that talk about taxpayer dollars and all the other shit, all those people are large and in charge. All the universities teach it the wrong way. The academics are busy trying to change the way that is. But they've got a different circus to run. They're in a different social strata. The pain and suffering of the toothless has a different language. The pain and suffering of the family members has a different language. And it's not one with big flowery words. It's one of pain and suffering and fear. And that's where we have to do this battle. Let the academics do their battle. But we've got a battle of our own to win down here in our own class realm. We have got a battle of explaining to one another that the federal government can and must take care of we the people. But alas, unless you, you right there get it, 
And remember, each one teach one, each one reach one. If you tell two friends and so on and so on and so on, we can grow this thing. But if you sit there and you just don't share it, give me a thumb when I share it to you in the messenger, I send this stuff to people in messenger. You know what I get from them? Put it in our Teams chats for our work group at RP. And you know what I get? Get a thumb. A thumb and a bag of chips gives me a bag of chips. I need you to share it. I need you to realize we're in a war and I'm doing my best to give you weapons to fight this war. And I get, here you go, Steve. Thanks for sharing it. Here you go, Steve. Here's a thumb. Here's the thumb. People are going to die, folks. We talking about suicide here in the chat. Trust me, debt makes a lot of people kill themselves. Austerity is murder, folks. Austerity is literally murder. Let me show you this. So you don't think I'm just making this up because I get disgusted. I get disgusted. And I see people splitting hairs. So it's not really murder. It's, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's just, it's more like manslaughter, something, you know, something like that, you know, uh, something like that. Yeah. It's not, it's not really murder, Steve. It's not really murder. It's not really murder until it is murder, right? Until it actually is murder. And then once you realize that it's murder, right. And you still ignore what I'm saying. What does that make you? If you don't mind me asking, what do you think it makes you if you ignore this when you know it's murder? There you go. Austerity results in social murder, according to new research. The consequence of austerity in the social security system, severe cuts to benefits, the ratcheting up of conditions attached to benefits is social murder, according to new research. Like the consequence of austerity in the social security system, severe cuts, of benefits, ratcheting, blah, blah, blah. According to new research by Lancaster University, Dr. Chris Grover, who heads uh, university sociology department, says austerity can be understood as a form of structural violence, violence that is built into society and is expressed in unequal power and unequal life chances as it deepens inequalities and injustices and creates even more poverty. The article, Violent Proletarianism, Social Murder, the Reserve Army of Labor and Social Security Austerity in Britain, suggests that as a result of the violence of austerity, working class people face harm to their physical and mental well-being and in some instances are socially murdered. Dr. Grover uses the article to call on the government for change and action. Now, this is 2018, folks. 2018. Please. Please, please look this up here. I'll just put it in the damn chat. How's that? I'll put it in the chat because it's very important that we understand what we're up against. I don't want anybody to ever question that I am wrong because I'm not wrong and I'm done with being told I'm wrong. The fact is, is that it is murder. It is murder. And this bill that Biden's going to put forward is meant to shut you down. Oh, Biden did something for student debt. Shut up and pay your bills. Biden did something for student debt. Shut up and pay your bills. 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 And all of a sudden, when you're hanging from that tree, 
or there's rafters in the basement. And somebody says, well, they were irresponsible. They were irresponsible. People are at their end. People are at their rope's end. And I think it's very important to realize that we as progressives, we as leftists, we as human beings with a brain need to stop allowing austerity to take over our lives and start fighting back. This bill that Biden's going to put forward, we'll know more about it later when it's really vetted. New York Times has it. A bunch of them have it. If you go out there, Google, they've already preempted $10,000 for people with 125000 less uh, income. And then on top of that, you've got the uh, moratorium pushed out to December 31st. It's garbage. He could have done so much more, purposely chose not to do so much more. And evil, disgusting, disgraceful people, the same people that told you they were going to pull Biden to the left, the same disgraceful people that told you that Biden was better than Trump when at least we could fight Trump. We can't fight Biden because three quarters of the Democrats are back to brunch, folks. It doesn't matter whether we lost Roe v. Wade. It doesn't matter any of that. They're back to brunch, baby. They're back to brunch. And that's what we're facing. That's what we're facing. So. For those of you out there who think I'm wrong, sorry, I'm not. Um, and for those of you who saw this happen and didn't say anything, shame on you. And for those of you out there who are going to suffer from this, I'm so sorry. I'm right there with you. Let's make sure that we don't allow other people to suffer like these fuckers did around us. Let's make sure we're better than them by standing up and fighting back. Don't allow a coward that folds their tent and goes and does the neoliberal thing. Don't allow them to be your conscience. Let someone with better morals be your conscience and fight back. Never, ever just accept what they throw at you. Fight back. We, we owe it to ourselves and we need it. I'm telling you right now, if we don't do that, we're done. We're really done. And I mean... There's so much more coming. With student debt is just one of many, many big things. Climate crisis is next around the corner, and it's not their hard-earned tax dollars. So if you don't get this, we're not going to win. We're not going to survive. And I'm out of here. The Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash real progressives.